Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. I'm Rob Ganley, your host, and my co-host Rick Grossman isn't with us today, but I'm stepping in for him. And in just a minute, I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, but right now, as many of our listeners know, we are in uh, something we're running called the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And if you go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com, you can learn more about that. Uh, and it's completely no cost. It's just a way for us to give back and, and to uh, provide some tips and strategies from industry professionals on how you can stay the course and move forward. And a lot of our guests are coming and sharing innovations and ways that they're moving forward the challenge of, of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So feel free to check that out. I, re I really would appreciate it. And, and we know that it'll be a benefit to you. Uh, so for now, though, uh, I also want to thank our sponsor, SEO Samba. Uh, for sponsoring the show. Uh, you can uh, check them out at seosamba.com. Now, what I want to do now is introduce our special guest, uh, Jason Mazarone from SoBowl. And it's an amazing franchise brand, and they're doing some really cool stuff. I mean, in the midst of what we're all experiencing, some great, great things happening there. So welcome to the show, Jason. Uh, thank you. Happy to be here. Got it, you got it. So, Jason, as we get started here, tell me a little bit about SoBowl and you know, how did you get started and, and, uh, and let me know a little bit about that. Yeah, so SoBowl is, is kind of an acai fruit bowl-centric um, concept. Uh, it started in my family's Italian ice shack uh, about six years ago uh, as kind of the, one of the first acai bowl places uh, on Long Island here in New York. And it just kind of blossomed where people were driving from all over to come visit us and eat acai bowls and find out what the craze was all about. And uh, we, we kind of moved into our flagship store and, and it went really well. We opened a second one and it went really well. And people kept asking whether it was a concept or whether it was a franchise or we need one of these in our town, which is always a great thing to hear. And, uh, you know, me and my business partner, Jim Calamiris, kind of looked at each other and said, you know, are, are we going to open 10 of these and have 600 kids working for us? Or would we rather try to franchise through, you know, and scale a little bit faster? We felt like certainly a little bit of a rush to get to market. Um, and we felt through franchising was going to be the best way to scale up quickly and kind of use our intellectual property to help uh, other entrepreneurs build up their businesses in their local towns. And it's, it's, you know, we've been very fortunate um, that that model has worked really well for us. We partnered with some amazing franchisees uh, and in some amazing communities that have really uh, taken to the Sobol brand and what we're all about and kind of that positive force that we want to be in every community and try to make people's day better. And uh, so we started franchising in 2016, uh, opened our first one in December of 2016, our first franchise. Uh, second franchisee that following April and uh, currently we have 41 locations up and running uh, about another 20 units uh, in different stages of development uh, obviously development's been kind of slowed down with this pandemic but that's okay we're staying in contact there's still work being done on quite a few locations and you know some work needed to be done on, on the lease and the terms of the lease to account for the the slow down in, in the development process, but everybody's been really great. You know, everyone's going through this together. Um, people want to see us survive. 
and and prosper when when we finally do get through this pandemic. So uh, people have been great. People have been supportive, um, and so we're super excited. You know, we you know certainly initially this felt like a stunt to our growth, uh, but we've really taken the position that this has become more of a hey, we get a chance to look at ourselves, reorganize, kind of dial in everything, get our ops manual just the way we want it. Um, and, and get our team really in place so that when we come out of this, we can, we can get back to that incredible growth that we were, we were seeing before this. Exactly. And that is incredible growth, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. No, Thank really. I mean, you know, that, that's amazing. And that's a testament to the, to the brand and the, and the product, right? Like when you yeah, have yeah. something that people love and are passionate about. And, and that's why we love local businesses and the franchise idea because uh, ultimately it lets you, the entrepreneur, get that, get that vision out to the world in a way that, that can be uh, affordable, really, in the beginning. Anyway, yeah. You know? so, yeah. Well, that's really neat. So one of the things that we've been um, focused on here on the show and talking to a lot of folks like yourself on is the, the idea of leadership, right? And how do you lead through a situation? Like It's unprecedented, granted, but... Sure. You know, how do you approach that? And we talk a lot about servant leadership and that sort of idea and concept. But what is your take? Like, what has been your approach to dealing with this thing, whether it's your employees or your franchisees or your yeah. How did you sort of approach it? when you? So, I mean, first things first, before this and certainly during this, the team is the most important, right? We're a family. Uh, I have an incredible team of people, both in my corporate stores and on our corporate team in, in the franchise development world. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a young CEO. Uh, so this was my, I've lived through some crises, right? I was in 10th grade during 9-11. So it didn't financially impact me, but certainly emotionally, certainly friends I know. Uh, being here in New York, it really hit home. Uh, and then 2008, I was a, you know, a teenager or in my early 20s. So again, I wasn't leading a company. So this, this was really the first crisis as a leader of an organization. And uh, I am very fortunate to have great mentors, both within the franchise industry and in life in general and the business community within my family. Uh, and so I really have leaned on them a lot for guidance, people who have run companies or been through these kind of crises before. Uh, so they've given me good advice, kind of walked me back from the ledge when I thought it was all over uh, and gave me great perspective. Uh, and so I've kind of taken bit, bits and pieces of that and, and then kind of with my own style, how do we work through this? Um, you know, there's so many great resources. We're fortunate enough to live in a world with such advanced technology uh, that you can have these face-to-face -face meetings with people and you can really stay in touch with people and so much can still get done. I've called it being productive in unproductive times. Yeah. It is cha more challenging to be productive, uh, but interestingly enough, I almost feel like our team has really rallied and we've almost become more productive uh, through this and because of this, and that's been kind of really interesting and, of course, heartwarming that the team has rallied so well. Uh, but people now have less to do outside of work. Uh, and so more of their attention gets spent on work. And that's been really beneficial to the brand. Um, and certainly it's, it's dealing with the franchisees. You know, many of them are um, 
inexperienced business owners, right? That they not necessarily have run a business before. It's one of the reasons they may have chosen to be in a franchise. Not all of them. We have some multi-unit, multi-brand franchisees who have been through some things before, but we also have a very young demographic of franchisees. And this was their first catastrophe. Again, we've been on a, a hot streak for the last you know, three and a half years of franchising, we haven't really faced any uh, adversaries. So, um, so our leadership has been, again, our, uh, our values are very important to us. We want to be a positive force. We're a very passionate group and we want to care for others. And, and this crisis has kind of said, Hey, our, our values are more important than ever and, and really go in line with what's going on in the world. And so, you know, we're passionate. We're not going anywhere. The team's stuck together, even through some pay cuts, we really made it a mission to keep the entirety of our team together because we felt obligated to give that support to our franchisees, be a positive force in their life so they can be a positive force in our customers' lives. Uh, and then kind of how can we give back? How can we care for others? And uh, I'm sure we'll get to this, but some of the different initiatives that we've done to, hey, we have an obligation. We've been considered essential. And it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because you're essential, you can stay open, but it's very hard to turn a profit. Uh, but you're fortunate enough to be open. You're fortunate enough to have the ability for us in the food industry and food being such a morale booster for people to give back something to them that makes their day a little bit more normal or a little bit of a positive in, in what's become a, a tough part of life for everybody. Uh, so we've really tried to embrace that with our franchisees, with our corporate team, with our customer base, and it's just been really successful. It's, it's been challenging at times, especially the unknown. Uh, I felt like in, in early March, we were running a million miles an hour because you were, everything was happening, it was so new, you were glued to the TV. What is happening? How long is this gonna last? And then over the last four to six weeks, it's kind of slowed down to this has become, unfortunately, somewhat normal now. This is kind of how business is. And so let's reset, get done what we can get done um, and, and be as effective as we can as, as a brand for me as the leader of the company, um, for franchisees who are, who are putting their staffs out there to service the community. Um, and just try to be as creative as we can. I think we've done an excellent job in both supporting the system, uh, growing the brand, giving people great guest experience, um, and giving back where, where we can. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and like you said, so that to that end, you know, when, you know, and someone shared this with us not too long ago in that, you know, as a brand, as a company, as a, as, a, as a food business, you had a mission, you had value that you were delivering to your community. Nothing changed. We all still are here. We still love your stuff, right? So how do you get that in people's hands still? How do you keep running your business so everybody can be in business? And that's challenging, right? And so one of the things I know that you have been working on is some initiatives to get not only give back, but in a, in a business sense and in the marketing sense, not a bad idea, right? To give back, do some good, leave a good lasting impression, and maybe even reach some new folks, right? Through some yeah. different initiatives. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing uh, recently since this outbreak. Yeah, so we, we were really fortunate that Prior to this outbreak, we had already launched our online ordering model. We had already integrated with third-party delivery. Uh, we were already a, a typically or majority was takeout. So those things all played in our favor. Um, but the consumer demand was down. The foot traffic was down. 
And so we did, we wanted to be creative in how do we continue to get brand exposure? How do we reach customers who maybe haven't tried our bowl before? Our product is still relatively new. So many people have never had an acai bowl before. Um, and then how do we care for others? How do we give back? And a lot of it intertwined. So, you know, working with local hospitals and, and the other part of it, which has been really interesting is because the restaurant business has been so greatly affected by this. There are a lot of organizations out there that want to support restaurants and want to give back. And so we had a, um, a big outcry for people who wanted to spend money at our store to help us and then take our product and donate it to nursing homes, medical facilities, hospitals, first, first responders, frontline workers. And so that was great, especially when there was so much financial uncertainty for us. And then we said, okay, well, what are some of the initiatives that we can roll out to give back to those. So we have our frontline Friday where you come in, you show that you're any kind of frontline worker and you get a free kids bowl on Friday. Uh, that, you know, giving something away for free always draws people in. They're excited. We're giving back. We feel good. We're gaining some new customers with that. Uh, we were working with Carol's Kitchen, which is a non-for-profit, a really cool uh, organization that was kind of an upstart from this. It's a bunch of out-of-work New York City chefs who are selling food, to raise money, to help companies like ours, to buy bowls, to donate to hospitals and to homeless need, to kids who depend on school lunches. So we were super excited to get involved with them. And then as they got to kind of spread their revenue around, we kind of jumped in and said, hey, we'll start donating bowls uh, free of cost uh, to, to help, help, help your initiative. Because I think it's so great. Our, our goal always, even before this, is once you try our product, you just got to get it in your hands. And then you're going to fall in love with it, and you'll come back, and we know that about the product. It's, we have yeah, a validation yeah. on that. So it, it helped. It's certainly not the only reason we wanted to give back. We wanted to help. We wanted to show appreciation. And the reward for that, I think, is going to be very long-term, that people are now more aware of our product. They're more aware of the brand. They're excited to eat it. it, it's, it we're fortunate that it's packed with antioxidants, good for immune system. People want to be as healthy as possible right now, and our product helps that. Uh, so working with Carol's Kitchen, who's donated thousands and thousands of meals and has gotten donations from huge companies uh, of their food products, because as we all know, the, the food chain has stopped. All those restaurants closed. These big companies didn't have anywhere to put their products, so they donated it to organizations like Carol's Kitchen, who is then distributing it. Uh, so we've, we've really joined forces with them to help them accommodate some of the product and store some of the product they're getting donated to them and give back with our bowls. Uh, our Frontline Friday has been very successful and a lot of our franchisees have participated in it. And then kind of the most fun one that we did is we were, you know, we have a bunch of giveaways that we do for our grand openings and we were sitting on a pile of, of soul bowl socks that we were all excited about in the office and something we would raffle away and give away at the, uh, at grand openings. And so obviously grand openings have kind of been put on a hold for, for a few months here and, and potentially for the next month or so. And, uh, so we said, Oh, you know, we were thinking e-commerce again, we got to think, how can we generate revenue? How can we create brand awareness? How can we care for others? How can we give back? And so, uh, this whole buy a pair of socks, which is great for the brand. They're fun pair of socks. We have a lot of customers who just love anything that says Sobel on them. Uh, and it, for every pair of socks bought, we'll donate a bowl. 
Uh, and it's not a huge driver for us. I think we've done, you know, 50 pairs of socks, 50 balls. We're super excited about it. We actually have more socks coming in because uh, I think it's something we'll continue to do. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but it's also been successful in that we've sold socks, which is putting putting Soulbowl brand on people's feet that are out there, uh, giving some fun to our loyal customer base, uh, and another 50 bowls that will be donated out um, around the community uh, and, and created a little bit of revenue uh, to help us keep the lights on, which is, which is important. And then we even took it a step further where we created, uh, you know, feed your first frontline uh, workers where you can go onto our website and you can buy a package of 20 smoothies. And you pay for it online, and then we go deliver it to a local uh, hospital or, or medical center or homeless shelter. Uh, and that's starting to pick up some momentum, too. And what's fun with that is it's a way to give back to different communities, right? So people go to our website, and they say, hey, I'm from this area. I go to this Soul Bowl. Uh, no matter where it is in the country, we're able to take that order, pay the franchisees, or deliver ourselves the product to that local community. Um, so it's been a fun way for us to give back in different areas of the country, uh, support our franchisees in the different areas that they, they do business in to help grow the brand. You know, we're primarily up here in New York and the Northeast, but we do have stores uh, in different parts of the country that are, we're, we're growing their brand as this kind of happened. And so we want to make sure they're getting as much brand awareness out to that consumer base as possible. And so this has been a really fun initiative. We had a lot of fun meetings as a team creating these packages. Uh, now we're doing a Mother's Day package for this weekend where you can have brunch with your mom at home and put the bowls together uh, with your mom at home. And so we're starting to see some traction in that for this upcoming weekend. And again, I just can't uh, speak highly enough of uh, the franchisees for coming together, giving back, and uh, especially to my team that's just been outstanding with coming up with creative ideas and listening to me on these web chats go on and on about all the all the good things that we need to do as a company. Um, it's It's been inspiring to be a part of, to be honest with you. Oh, man. I just love, I love what you're saying because everything that you're saying in my mind could continue on, right, on some level. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it's just a great way to take business, uh, you know, commerce and infuse it with, with helping the community as well, which I think is a trend anyway, pre, even before COVID. Yeah. But I, you know, it is it's so interesting to see all the innovative ideas and new ways of, of, of getting your product out there. And like you said, it's a heck of a lot better feeling to get people addicted to that than, you know, coffee or something, you know, that's yes. not as good for you, but it, um, it's an easy thing to be positive about. We're selling smiles, right? You eat an acai bowl, you're going to smile at something sweet, something that's healthy for you. It's, it's easy hard. to be passionate about. Yeah. yeah, that's totally hard to get to, but you guys have figured it out. It's, it's not an yeah. easy thing to accomplish. So that is very cool. Um, so yes, you're, you're, you're mentioning a lot of ideas and innovations. And I, I would just say that, you know, I grew up um, a little older than you, but uh, 9-11 was definitely impactful to me. Um, one of the things I would say about New York, and I was down in Philly and, and I grew up and I did business up in New York a lot. Uh, I just love you guys. You know what I mean? Like if there's a, a city in the world or in the, in the U.S. that embraces when you get hit in the mouth, standing back up and making it happen, it's New Yorkers. Yeah. So yeah. hearing what you, you're doing is not, not a surprise to me. It's just blowing out of you all these ideas and yeah. keeping things going. So 
Um, but with, with the franchisees, tell me a little bit about like how they're uh, embracing some of these ideas and were they contributing to ideas too? Yeah. And, and I think that was what was like Frontline Friday was a franchisee who came to us and said, hey, I want to do this. Uh, social, um, distance socially, eat locally is her hashtag that she created. Uh, and she's a multi-unit operator. She's one of our best franchisees. She's one of my favorites to con co uh, collaborate with. Uh, she has great energy and passion for the brand and for the product and for consumers. Uh, so they've been great. I mean, they, they hit us with ideas all the time. Um, and they, they too, you know, and again, they're, they're very much small businesses, little, you know, these franchisees are, are just a group of a cluster of small businesses that create this larger brand. Uh, but they want to give back. Yeah. And, and that is inspiring to us to say, Hey, we're in a little different position than them. We better match what, what their energy level is for giving back. Um, and then the other thing I think is, is the safety precautions that we need to take making sure that uh, people see that we're taking every step possible to keep our team healthy and to keep our consumers healthy. Uh, we've come up with some very creative ideas. We basically have shower curtains, clear shower curtains now surrounding many of our uh, countertops and, and where the orders are taken. Everyone's in masks, everyone's wearing gloves, all seats have been removed. And a lot of that stuff was put in before it was required to be. Um, and some of it still isn't required in certain areas, but we're encouraging it. It's just best practice. I think consumers more now than ever are aware, right? We always believe that we did so well because people are way more aware now of what they're putting in their bodies, what they're eating. They want it made there. They want it fresh. They want it to have nutrition. They want it to have uh, health benefits, right? They want there to be value in it. Well, now the perception of how do you do business is just as important. And it was a big sticking point for us prior. We were gloves, hair back, hat on, professional appearance, greeting customers when they walk in. But now more than ever, it's become so much more important. And so I you know, credit our franchisees for just really stepping up and making sure that that, that is important to them too and, and that their staff is keeping that high standard in how we interact with our guests and what their perception is so that we're giving them the best possible customer experience and best value for their dollar. I, I'm a big believer in they choose to walk in our door. They choose to spend their hard-earned money with us. We have to make that choice back to give them great value and a great experience. And so the franchisees have been fantastic in creating that culture with us. Um, and they're a fired-up group. You know, again, we're primarily here in New York. So uh, the, the same fire I have, most of my franchisees have. And I like to say, if you can franchise in New York, you can franchise anywhere because yeah. uh, we, we, we got a critical group up here, but it pushes us to do more, it pushes us to be better. And so we, we accept the challenge. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So, and you had mentioned a little earlier uh, with the franchisee or the franchise development, you know, obviously, obviously it's going to slow that down. You can't, you can't do many, a multitude of things. Uh, one of the things we've heard from other franchisors is, is and we as a group of, of consultants and, 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 and folks in the industry that support uh, franchisors, um, we have often talked about the idea of virtual discovery days 
Um, yeah. You know, I'm hearing that yeah. now more often. So what are you guys doing? Are you try? Are you dabbling with some of that idea or are you? Just- there is. I mean, we're having to do that virtual interviews, right? For hiring on our corporate team or, or even in a store, you might have your initial interview uh, virtually. Uh, virtual training, you know, I mean, that's the big thing. One of the, we have stores that are very close to the finish line that typically they would be flying up to New York to do training. Well, that's not happening now. And so we were very fortunate that we had our learning management software in place prior to this. Uh, but we've, we've made some tweaks to that to account for the lack of interaction that we're able to have with them in person through this development period. And some adjustments of once we do get ready to open our stores, we'll, we'll send our team down a little bit early. Uh, fortunately, a lot of stores are opening where there's already an existing store so we could get them trained in a live environment. Uh, you'd be amazed. I mean, we're still getting leads that are coming in. We still have uh, many franchisees who are pushing ahead and getting their store built out. The real holdup for them will be the permitting process and approvals uh, and getting on the docket there. Um, so, so there's been some holdups, but yeah, I mean, everything's now virtual phone calls, uh, makes it a little bit more unique than it's ever been before. Uh, but you can still at least get a lot of, of the process started. Uh, we're working with a company called TrueHue which has helped us with onboarding, kind of digitalizing that and organizing us there. And, and then a step further into our text communicator, uh, which allows us to text all the franchisees, their managers, our staffs all at once. And, and that Sobel Pulse, we're calling it, uh, has been a, a really beneficial tool for us as there's updates that are coming in on, on local new laws and regulations. We want to get those out to people as fast as possible make sure we're covering everybody. You know, I, as the CEO, I'm on my laptop a lot. I'm sitting there reading emails. A lot of franchisees aren't. They're in their stores. They're in the trenches. They're making bowls. They're, they're cutting costs. One of the things we're seeing is franchisees are spending more time in their stores trying to cut back on the labor, and they're finding all the things that are missing or are wrong or they didn't know about and need to be retrained on. And so we feel like that are things that are actually going to make our brand stronger and the individual unit stronger. Um, so it, it has been unique and challenging, but it certainly is becoming more and more like business as usual in a sense that this is our new reality and yeah. this is how we're going to be doing business for, for now anyway. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of it carries over to when things are back to normal. I bet that there will continue to be more video conferencing uh, because people who never video conference have done so much of it now and it's become part of their day. And, and that goes to people who never did online ordering. It's, we've, we've seen a 40% spike in online ordering. A lot of that will continue as this goes. Third-party delivery. People, you know, it's expensive, but people who got used to that platform, I think, continue to do that. I think the same can be said for washing your hands, for wearing masks being conscious of who you're in contact with. I think they're, I'm calling it the coronavirus hangover, right? What is the world going to be like post uh, shelter in place? And I think that there will be some lingering effects and some of them I think will be very beneficial. Some of them will be a hard reality that this is the new normal. Um, but, but there is, and then there's the pent up consumerism, right? And we're seeing it here in the Northeast as the weather's getting nicer and people have been stuck indoors for two months. <laughs> We get a nice day like we have today, a beautiful day, and people are out and about. Now they're wearing masks primarily. They're trying to social distance, which I think is great. Um, you know, anytime my wife says it's so eerie that there's nobody on the streets, I say, hey, that's a, that's a good – even a franchisee in, the, in Queens, oh, there's nobody on the streets. I said, that's good. 
It's not good for business, but it's good because people are listening. And the more they listen, the more they follow these directions, the sooner one would believe that we'll get through this. Um, and, and so I, I think that's positive. I think we've already seen some of the, the flattening of the curve and some of the restrictions starting to be lifted and some positivity in the news, which we're all in great need of. And so you'll now see that pent up consumerism of people who want to get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, again, the, the, the elder statesmen, as I call them, who have been through crises before, tell me that typically you'll have a great year following a crisis, right? After 9-11, people didn't fly. They stayed local. It was some of the best years that they had because people were staying local. I think there'll be a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I don't want to talk politics, but I think the government has done a decent job of getting funds to those who need it. Um, and so that there is still some disposable income out there. People have less to spend their money on. Uh, they're getting rent deferments and, and mortgage deferments and abatements and, and uh, don't have the things that they would typically be spending money on. I know I've gone through about one tank of gas a month over the last two months. That's right. That's uh, right. <laughs> now gas is cheap, but still, I mean, that, that was a huge expense for, for us typically is, is all the travel. Uh, so I do believe that we're going to, as a, as a country, as a um, civilization, that we're going to come out of this stronger and we're going to learn from it. And we're going to be better off for it. Yeah. Uh, but we're all ready for it to come as soon as possible. Uh, no, totally. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, uh, you know, I like the pent up analogy. You're right. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking is, uh, you know, when this all shakes out, it may not be so bad financially for certain, certain households. And uh, of course there's a lot more to see, but it, I do think that the rebound that we've been talking about, or we talked about that V you know, down and then up, uh, early on, there was a lot of talk about that bounce back, and I'm still very optimistic and certainly uh, a belief for so, someone like yours, I believe, no doubt, that people look forward to, like right now, I was going to say, I need one in the Springs, here in Colorado yeah. Springs, can, you, can we focus yeah. on We're working Springs? on it. We're working on it. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to make light of it, and this is what I tell my staff, because we certainly have some people who are sick and tired of it and have certain views that this was an overreaction, but... Um, it's important to understand that while some of us will financially survive this, that some will not. There'll be many businesses that don't reopen. There are many people out there going through some really tough times right now. Uh, there are many people who have passed away, unfortunately, or gotten very, very sick because of this. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I, when I talk to my grandfather, who's old school, and I say, hey, Pop, you know, you, you don't have to believe in this, but you got to follow these restrictions, right? Because it's about helping other people. And just because you haven't been affected, somebody else who's reading your Facebook post has been affected. Yeah. And that's, that's really important. And so I really preach that to my team to be careful about sharing your views on this because there are a lot of people who have been affected, a lot of people who have a, a very hard time recovering from this that aren't as fortunate as, as others. Um, and that's where the, we got to give back to those and help those and be supportive of those who have gone through, have had a tougher time going through this. That's right. No, I totally agree. You know, and that's why these, your, your, some of your initiatives really give that avenue to folks that feel like, what can I do? Right. What can I give back? How can I give back? How can I help? You know, I'm over here on the sidelines saying it's not affecting me, but I see the stats every day. So yeah, great, a great outlet and uh, great, great work you're doing. So um, as we wrap up the show, I, I wanted to ask you just, is there, you know, one nugget, if you could sum it up into one tip or, or idea 
that you could share. Uh, you could go to other business owners, other franchise owners, the franchisee community. What is the thing that you would want to leave the audience with? Is there, is there something that you would sum this up? Yeah, I mean, believe in your team because your team gets you through things. Um, you know, be positive. Nothing good comes out of being negative, even when times are negative. I think being, being positive and optimistic, I'm a very optimistic person by nature that has benefited me through this. Um, you know, I think it's really important as a business owner to know your numbers. Yeah. Uh, early on in this, I was, you know, kind of told, hey, run the models, run the best middle and worst case scenarios, and you're going to make your adjustments based on those. Um, and that really helped us reorganize the company. So as you talked about at the top of the show, this is survival. And for us, it wasn't surviving April or May. It's how do I make sure good business owners will be around next April? And how do I ensure that my brand and my company and my team are all here next April? Um, And and so the most important thing I, I felt was to really know your numbers, have great relationships with your vendors who have all been very accommodating with working out payment plans and deferrals, uh, lean on your team. They, they like to know that they are needed and cared about, um, and stay in contact with them. And then there's just be, be a positive force because as a leader of a company that, that is your number one job is to make smart decisions and be positive and keep that team rolling. And, and so we've been very fortunate to have such a great team and they're fortunate to have me who's always smiling and always, <laughs> always patting them on the back and giving them all the credit because uh, it, it, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be as successful without them. I, I love that. I mean, and, and if we've been around long enough, you've probably been in opportunities like that where you say to yourself, I am so glad I got these people around me. <laughs> how, yes. did that, how did that happen? It motivates me to try harder. Try harder, right, exactly. You're like, man, I want to fight hard for all these people. They're great people. So uh, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for joining us today. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, again, thank you, Jason Mazarone. Um, Thanks now, for having me. You got it. And, and folks can learn more at my, is it mysobol.com? Did I get that? Yeah, right? so, so if you're looking to order online, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Come on down. Let us make your day better at Sobol. You can go to mysobol com uh, and find a location nearest you. Uh, and if you're interested in our family and bringing this great brand into your local communities, uh, check us out at onasobol.com. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And one last point. They can be from anywhere in the country, right? And they could say, I just want to, I want to touch someone in that community, right? They could. Absolutely. Pick- yeah. Absolutely. We, we're here to help. We're, we're excited to be, be part of making people's day better. You got it. You got it. Well, this has been the Franchise Bible Coach Radio Podcast with Rick and Rob. Uh, Be sure to join the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge at uh, FranchiseBibleCoach.com. And once again, I want to thank our sponsor, SEOSamba.com. Go check them out as well. Uh, Thanks again, Jason. And we'll catch you. Thank you.